Hey guys, welcome to Status Random with Sean. This is episode 22. Uh, this one is uh, just checking in with you guys, not really a title, just going to check in. Uh, sorry, I have a raging headache. The weather here in England is just overcast and I can feel like the pressure. It's killing me. Um, so a couple of things. I hope everybody's doing okay from uh, being on lockdown. And I noticed that some places in the States are starting to open up. Big mistake, but whatever. Um, this is something to take serious, people. I mean, people are dying every day. And I seen a lady today just at the clinic just pull down her mask just in a clinic full of people. You know, we're all six feet apart, but she just pulls on her mask. And I'm like, you know, it's people like you that get other people sick. You know, maybe she won't have symptoms and then the next person next to her may have a million symptoms. But anyways, I won't go on a rampage of that. So today I had a full thing of an MRI and an MRA. Um, <clears throat> I am severely claustrophobic. Severely. Um, and I had to stay in the little tube for two hours. Yes, you heard that correctly. Two hours. Um... So I first got in to the machine and, you know, when you get a, a scan of your head, um, they put a cage over your face. So I always bring a sleeping mask with me that has little plastic clips on it because, you know, no metal could be in there. So I put the mask on me and I could feel her put this cage over my head. But I was like, okay, I've done this before. I get into the machine and I'm breathing and I'm okay. Ten minutes in, I'm like, get me out, get me out, get me out. I'm pushing the emergency thing. I could not breathe. I felt like I couldn't take a deep breath. I was panicking myself. So after a couple minutes and a couple of tears laying there, because usually I'm able to bring like my husband in there and he holds my hand while I'm having it done or whatever. But because of the coronavirus, you can't do that. So I couldn't get a hold of my doctor. I called her on Wednesday and she wasn't able to put in anything for me, you know, like a volume or whatever. And I don't like to take those things. I've never liked to take those things. But when it comes to claustrophobia, I'll probably would take anything. But um, I got my composure together and they pushed me back in. And I was doing good. You know, there was like, you know, it's really, really loud in there and you have headphones on. But I started tapping to the beat and counting. And I thought if I count to 60, 60 times... We're good. So I'm tapping and tapping. And about 30 minutes, about 30, 40 minutes into it, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to piss myself. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom so bad, and I was freezing cold. So I pushed the little emergency thing. I was the most annoying patient ever. And I said, I have got to pee. My, I, I, you don't understand. He goes, if you don't go fast, we have to start all over. And I thought, oh, crap, I don't want to start over. So I went to the bathroom really quick, came back in there and continued and uh, they gave me a blanket that time, so I was like, sweet. So if anybody's had an MRI and an MRA of your neck and head, what they do is is they put an IV in you, and they put you through, and they do scans first, and then at the very end, they shove this contrast into you, and they have to take pictures as the contrast is going up through your brain and your neck and your carotid artery and all that. So, yeah, it was a long two hours. And I, I held my composure. I mean, I, I'm... I kept thinking to myself that if I pull myself out of this now from panicking, I will be so upset with myself. You know, if this is what the doctor, the neurologist wants, then I need to do this. There has to be a reason why she wants this, you know. But I, I'm glad I got through it and I didn't realize two hours later. I mean, I went in at 8.40 in the morning and got home at like 10, 55, 11 o'clock in the morning. So it took quite a bit. And that was only with me panicking for like literally two minutes out. 
and then going to the bathroom, which I probably peed faster in less time than I panicked. But yeah, so hopefully we get the results back for that. But I just wanted to check in with everybody and see how everybody's doing. Because I know that at times like this, when you're locked down, you kind of lose who you are. It kind of becomes a groundhog day. And I get it. I get it. You know, every day we do the same thing. Schoolwork with both of my kids. I cook, I clean. But I don't even know why I get dressed. Half the time, I just wear, you know, leggings or whatever. I'm one of those people. It's easy. You know, it makes you feel less fat because <laughs> it sucks everything in. But I've gotten on this baking storm. But let me tell you what. Trying to find flour over here, I mean, I could probably get in hold with get a hold of the president easier than to just get a hold of somebody with flour. It's just, it's tough, man. And all we want to do is bake and, and try to do things to occupy our time and it's really sad that we can't find flour of all things. First it was toilet paper, now it's flour and yeast. You know, I mean, what's next? So, but I just wanted to just see how everybody's doing. Because right now, you know, things set in like depression and anxiety and overwhelming feelings and stuff. And I don't even know what week we're on for this. I just say 10,826 days we've been doing this, it feels like. But... A lot of things have been going on, you know, between my husband going to work, coming home, staying home some days, and the kids being complete pain in the butts. Um, it's a lot to take in, you know, and on top of that, dealing with medical things that I can't even go see my neurologist because she doesn't, you know, she's not seeing one-on-one -on -one patients right now. She's just putting in these, these blood works and these MRIs and stuff and seeing where we go from there. Um... But the good thing is, is that my husband and I have been occupying our time trying to figure out where he wants to retire. And most of you guys know, I will not go back to Florida. <laughs> I told my husband that we could get divorced and meet up in another way <laughs> later on if he wants to go to Florida. I have no desire to go back to Florida at all. And I feel bad saying that because people that aren't from there love it there. But there's nothing for me to do there. And I, I didn't like the school system and I didn't want my kids in there. Um, it was great if you partied and drank and did all that stuff. But I'm way past that. So, drum roll. We have figured out probably Maine. I know that sounds crazy, right? Maine in these certain spots like Portland, Maine. And these... Little places like my dream has always been to have a, a bed and breakfast. Of course, it came from the movie Baby Boom. Yeah, I'm an 80s baby and I love that movie so much. And it has been my dream to just move to a small town and have a bed and breakfast. And I know she made baby food, but I don't need to make ba no baby food. Um, but I want to have this quaint town, but be near a city. You know, it could be wherever as long as it has four seasons and, and I wanted a good school system for our kids, and we came up with Maine. We couldn't afford Massachusetts. Um, we could afford New Hampshire. But I wanted to wake up and have, like, a peaceful feeling of looking at the water. I know that sounds crazy. So we have a lot of Dave Ramsey to do to be able to to get a nice house on the water. But, you know, we're setting our, guy, our goals high. And we have a few years left, but I think that uh, we've come up with a pretty good plan. But now we just... You know, everybody's like, why Maine? Why Maine? Why Maine? Well, for one, it's not up to you. It's up to where we want to go. And we have to communicate and, and come to an agreement together. 
So it's nice to see the excitement on my husband's face when he when he finally found a town in Maine that he thought would really fit us. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, things can change, you know, and we may hate it there, but at least we say we can say that we tried somewhere new, you know. Uh, growing up um, as a kid with parents that are from Boston or Massachusetts, uh, we went to a little town in Maine called Damerscotta, Maine, every summer. And I literally get goosebumps every time I think of it. If I even smell Herbal Essence shampoo, it brings back memories of Maine. If I smell a campfire, my husband makes fun of me because I say, it smells like Maine. And I can honestly say that coming back to England, where I've always uh, wanted to be again, has made me feel at home. But now I feel like I need to go, you know, as a family, we can experience together a place that... I know that my husband will love and my kids will love. And we took my husband there, I think it was 2013 or 14. It was right before my grandmother, my Nana passed away. Um, I took him up there to meet all my my grandparents. Um, and he got to experience Maine. And we went to a place called Booth Bay Haba. You got to say it like that. Booth Bay Haba. Um, it's Booth Bay Harbor. And it is the most beautiful little place. Very touristy, but beautiful. Um, and it's right on the water. It's fishing ports. And I just, oh, it just gives me the goosebumps. I just love it. And I thought, what better place to go than there? Unless you know of some other towns outside of, um, in Massachusetts or, um, on the border of New Hampshire or, um, affordable places in Portland or, you know, right there. Um, I'm willing to hear it. We did find some kick-ass places, but they were literally on the Canada line. Uh, we're talking like eight, nine-bedroom houses with seven bathrooms for only like $140,000. I mean, but who wants to be all the way up there? It, the snow amount is ridiculously crazy. But I'm excited for what the future comes. It gives us hope. You know, who knows uh, how long my husband will stay in even longer, but his 20-year mark comes up real soon. So we'll see. I mean, Like I said, it gives us something to uh, research now as we're home and think about and hopefully come to the perfect place to to call home. But in the meantime, you know, I'm trying to be on here as much as I can. Um, You know, these headaches and allergies are killing me here, if you hear it in my voice. But uh, I'm, I'm ready to go back to normal life. I just, I pray every night that the coronavirus goes away. And people can heal themselves and the people that are sick or the people that have passed away that they're, they're you know, where they need to be with with God or, or whoever they believe in. I just, I want to go back to normal life. And I, I took it for granted so much being able to just get in the car and go somewhere or my kids going out and playing without us and without wearing masks, you know. Man, I miss London. I miss going to London. I'm not going to lie. I miss the food in London. Food where we live sucks. It has no flavor. London is my jam. But I hope that everybody's doing well. And uh, this is just a quick check-in. And if you have any topics you want me to talk about, feel free to let me know. I have no filter. I try not to curse on here because I don't know who's listening. And uh, I don't want to have to edit it too much. But uh, I try to just be myself and, and really not edit very much anymore. If I say and, 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 but, but, but a lot and clear my throat a lot, that's just who I am. But, uh, and there it is. I said it again, but 
But I hope that everybody's doing well and, you know, keep your head up and remember this too shall pass. Until the next time, thanks for listening to Status Random with Sean.